0: Hello my friends, this is the Red Diva, Persephone Rose, and this is episode 10 of the Sovereign Health Podcast. I have been away from the microphone for a hot minute. When you decide to make a podcast, one of the main, main, main things that people counsel you about is consistency and dropping those episodes at the same time every single time. But alas, life happens and I am a team of one. I am, as always, recording in my antique apartment building in the heart of the beautiful Willamette Valley in the gorgeous Pacific Northwest. It is fall, my friends, and I have the quiet sense that it's time to start going within. There is a steady drizzle that is making a mess of the festival that is happening at the park across the street. The road construction is still happening and I'm hoping that the wet doesn't mean it's going to take even longer for the gravel to compact and the cement to dry. Mr. Pisces' fishy bowl is gurgling next to me. Of course, my kitchen sink is leaking. So this is how you know I'm a real person in the real world. I can't tell you how good it has felt since my last recorded episode to put myself with a capital S first, to practice sovereignty in the midst of some very humbling but very exciting breakthroughs in my health and in my partnerships and in my understanding of my values and how I want to live in alignment with them and how much ass-kicking action it is going to take to be that highest version of my highest self. It is amazing when one comes at life from the stance of saying, fuck you, to anything that is not self, with a capital S, that is not in alignment with one's values. And how much more one is able to show up and serve and be in partnership. It is much easier to be kind and selfless with the important people in my life when I am kind and selfish with myself. I want to talk today about a system in the human body whose sole purpose, S-O-L-E and S-O-U-L purpose, is to say, fuck you, to anything that is not self and how sometimes it gets confused or overwhelmed or misguided and believes a truth that is not truth. What I want to share comes from my own particular health journey and is something that if I am not diligently sovereign about every bite of food that I put in my mouth, can repeat and regress and reappear. If I said Hashimoto's thyroiditis to you, would you know what it was? You might, because there is a silent epidemic of it taking place in the U.S. to the point that I might bet money that you or someone you know could have low thyroid function, be experiencing symptoms, and has yet not been diagnosed or treated. Hashimoto's, uh, named after some um, scientific dude, is an autoimmune condition in which the immune system does not recognize the thyroid gland or its hormones as self and attacks it, causing damage to it and ultimately causing it to produce suboptimal and deficient levels of thyroid hormone in the body, which is a big deal because every cell in the human body has receptors for thyroxine and triiodothyronine which are the most important of the thyroid hormones. And every cell has receptors for those hormones because every instance of biochemistry regarding metabolism, fuel production, mood, cognition, anything to do with sex hormones or the production of red blood cells requires triodothyronine to happen. I'm going to talk about some of the symptoms, because when you begin to have symptoms of poor thyroid function, it can kind of creep up on you slowly, kind of like the frog in the pan of cold water on the stove analogy. But ultimately, you are an exhausted, inflamed, crazy person who can't think. But while you are becoming that horrified shadow version of yourself, all you know is that something's off. Something's not right. You don't feel good. And no one can figure out why. And you feel very alone. And I want anyone listening who is experiencing some of these symptoms to know that you are in fact not alone. And I also want anyone listening who knows someone or lives with someone, or loves someone with these symptoms, to know that there is actually a reason that the person you love is an exhausted, inflamed, crazy person who can't think. That they're not making it up. And without the right kind of help and support, they can't just decide to feel better. The most well-known and typical symptom of a low functioning thyroid is fatigue, tiredness, exhaustion of both the body and the brain. Because thyroid hormone is integral in the production of ATP or fuel and getting it into cells throughout the body, when there is not really enough to go around, there is just simply not enough. This is a tired that must be accounted for and rested for, and yet there is no way that a person could sleep off this kind of fatigue. The other contributor to this fatigue is that when your metabolism is in effect shut down, which it is when there's not enough thyroid hormone, the nervous system kind of assumes that what is needed is the opposite of rest, digest, and metabolize, which is fight or flight. And when you've been in fight or fight chronically for any reason, it affects rest, sleep, digestion, absorption, repair, and maintenance, which then just causes more internal and external fight or flight. There is this very intimate relationship between the adrenal glands and the thyroid gland. They are the big players in that on off switching of the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems. I remember in grad school a professor just looking at us fiercely and pointing her finger to illustrate and saying emphatically, You cannot heal a sick thyroid without healing sick adrenals. So this tired of which I speak is a crazy tired. You're bone achingly tired. Your brain doesn't work. You never feel fueled or rested. You are falling behind on everything. You might be gaining weight or you might be losing weight because microscopic Chunks of damaged thyroid tissue are entering the bloodstream and causing some intermittent hyperthyroidism, along with its massive anxiety and jitters. Another big symptom is inflammation and pain. This is an immune system response, and that always means inflammation. Everywhere there is thyroid tissue or thyroid hormone. And did I mention that there is thyroid hormone in every cell in the human body? Achy joints and muscles. The nervous system might start to go haywire with shooting, tingling pains, or numbness because the nervous system is out of whack from all the reasons it is chronically in fight or flight and because nerve cells are also becoming inflamed. Your gut is also becoming inflamed. Maybe it's from this autoimmune response, or maybe it already was, and this is a trigger and is contributing to the onset of Hashimoto's. There is a huge correlation between IBS and other autoimmune conditions of the digestive system and Hashimoto's. So now you can't eat anything because everything seems to cause a problem, and so now you're not digesting and absorbing nutrients which contributes to your state of unfueled cell starvation. Not to mention that you're uncomfortable and in pain and possibly experiencing gut symptoms that are embarrassing and inconveniencing. Did I mention that your brain stops working? People call it brain fog, but it's more like being... Socked in with black mist on a crashing ocean. You lose words. You can't remember anything. Your ability to time manage goes out the window. I have stood at the grocery store, and in the seconds that it took me to look up from the list in my hand to the items on the shelf, I would forget what I was looking for. I'm going to read off a list of autoimmune thyroid symptoms directly from the book of one of my current gurus, Isabella Wentz, from her book, The Hashimoto's Protocol. Sluggish metabolism, weight gain, fatigue, forgetfulness, cold intolerance, depression, dry skin, constipation. Loss of ambition, loss of hair, muscle cramps, muscle stiffness, joint pain, emotional fragility, loss of the outer third of the eyebrows, menstrual irregularities, heavy menopausal symptoms, infertility, muscle weakness, weight loss, palpitations, anxiety. Eye protrusion, irritability, heat intolerance, increased appetite, restlessness, insomnia, restless leg syndrome, sleep apnea, irritable bowel syndrome, acid reflux, diarrhea, bloating, rashes, eczema, allergies, pain. Nutrient deficiencies, anemia, intestinal permeability, food sensitivities, gum disorders, poor stress tolerance, hypoglycemia. I have had all of those symptoms, plus some other weird ones, at one time or the other, over the years. It's also important to note that many of these also exist with other different autoimmune diseases. There is a lot of overlap, and there is predisposition to having more than one autoimmune disease once you've recognized one. Many of the things on that list are things you might go to the doctor about seeking help, but most doctors aren't going to test you for hypothyroidism thyroidism. And they're certainly not going to test you for thyroid antibodies. But if they do test you for hypothyroidism, they're going to run a really basic test that has a huge normal range and probably tell you you're fine. If a doctor does diagnose with suboptimal thyroid hormone levels, standard treatment is some synthetic Or natural hormone, which may indeed help you feel better. I am absolutely not anti being on prescription for this, but it does absolutely nothing to stop the immune system inflammation war that is happening all over your body and causing most of your symptoms. There is a perfect storm that has to occur in order for Hashimoto's, and I believe any autoimmune disease, to manifest. Number one, you have to have a genetic predisposition to the immune system not recognizing the thyroid gland. You can't yet go get a test to see if you have that gene, like you can with celiac disease, but... Research is really pointing to a genetic aspect existing for all autoimmune conditions. However, you also have to have a trigger for that gene to wake up and turn on. That trigger can be anything that is disruptive to the nervous system. So it can be a traumatic event like an assault or a car accident, a really big sickness, a pregnancy a breakup or divorce, a geographic move to a new environment and community. It can be a viral or bacterial infection, an accumulation of toxins, or it can be layer upon layer of chronic stress. But you can have the gene and some big triggers and still not get Hashimoto's if you do not also have a permeable gut membrane. When the gut lining starts leaking molecules into the bloodstream that shouldn't be there, the immune system gets overwhelmed and starts overreacting, and that gene gets switched on so that the thyroid and its hormones are no longer recognized as self. So when you realize that you are in autoimmune hell, and you need to do something about it, There is a lot more that you can do to alleviate your dis-ease than just taking pharmaceuticals, although, again, they can be very helpful, and many people find that they are more sovereign when they are on synthetic or natural prescribed thyroid hormone replacement. The nutrition protocol that I am on right now as we speak Because I indeed found myself in the middle of an autoimmune shitstorm with a lot of the above mentioned symptoms. Um, I am back at the beginning. I have removed gluten, which I have avoided for several years, although I sometimes do get glutened. I am also removing dairy, soy, corn, eggs, sugar, alcohol, and I am drastically cutting down on caffeine. The little bit of caffeine I am taking I get from a pill because both coffee and tea can be acidic. Coffee usually contains some mold just from the growing and processing procedures, and tea contains fluoride, which is known to reduce thyroid function. I am currently taking quite a few supplements to support my liver and both phases of detoxification. The liver is where thyroxine gets turned into iodothyronine, so the liver needs to be in good working order, and an accumulation of toxins can both trigger Hashimoto's and help maintain gut permeability, so the first step toward healing is to lower my toxic intake eliminate the biggest possible food sensitivities, and support my beautiful, amazing, magical liver so that it can do its job. In a couple of weeks, I will focus hard on supporting my adrenal glands and supporting my body in de-stressing from the outside in. And a few weeks after that, I will further eliminate all grains, legumes, nuts, seeds, and all nightshades from my diet for a little while. And we'll focus on some supplements that support the healing of both the tissues of the intestines and also support and replenish a healthy microbiome. So why not do all of this at once? Why do it in stages? Because doing all of this at once would be really stressful, both to my lifestyle and possibly to my system, to my body, to my nervous system. And remember that that original trigger happens within the out-of-balance nervous system. So I want to avoid more cortisol and I want to ease into changes rather than making a whole bunch at once. If you're interested in reading about the exact protocol that I am using to bounce back from this round of autoimmune crisis, you can check out the book Hashimoto's Protocol by Isabella Wentz. Another one of my gurus is Dr. Aviva Rahm and her book, The Adrenal Thyroid Revolution, has also been really instrumental in my health journey. There are links to both in the show notes. (music) Now, I want to talk about the other side of the coin, the self with a capital S side of the coin. Because when I think or ponder or do some EFT tapping on an autoimmune flare up, the first thing I ask myself or a client is how am I rejecting my own selfness? What part of me am I considering to be wrong? or bad, or not enough? How am I not stepping fully into honoring my own values because they are not acceptable to someone else, and I am still measuring my worth by someone else's standards? How am I failing to love myself? With Hashimoto's in particular, which affects the thyroid, which is nestled square in the middle of the fifth chakra of expression, of being heard, of being unapologetically vocal, what am I afraid of saying to myself or out loud? Why do I believe I should perhaps be seen but not heard? What... Why, how, when, and where did I learn to fear the sound of my own voice and the expression of my feelings and thoughts? When it comes to pain, physical pain in the body, I ask, who am I blaming for my trauma, for my lack? Also, I ask, is this pain useful because I don't have to move forward if I can't? And inflammation, my friends, is always, always, always about red, hot, seething anger and rage. So why does a relapse occur, especially In someone like me who knows all the things, probably because of the answers to some of those questions, because I stopped being sovereign and accountable in some of those areas, and because I stopped being diligent about every bite of food I put in my mouth, And stopped practicing some of those lifestyle and self care habits that help me ride the waves of trauma and stress instead of being drowned by them. I am human. I am perfectly imperfect. And I am grateful for the course correction that feeling lousy can bring about. I am now on a better path. And as I start to feel weller, I realize how long ago some of these symptoms started coming back, which speaks loudly about the need for constant vigilance and protection of myself from myself. This is why we practice acts of nourishment religiously, why we stack the odds in our favor, and why we are graciously reminded by our own bodies by the divine, by the very universe itself, to return to that which serves us and say vehemently, fuck you, to that which does not. I am so grateful for the rain. I am grateful for hot turmeric tea, I am grateful that I know the things I need to know to bring nourishment and healing to my body. I am grateful that I get to share some of that knowledge with you. I am grateful for the loving support of my partner, for girlfriends who carry my soul, for dreams and hopes that keep me moving forward, for warm sweaters, wool socks, and Then next week, the sun is going to come back out and blast us with some of that otherworldly angled light that happens in Oregon in the fall, and we will all be wearing shorts and tank tops for another couple of weeks. Thank you for listening to episode 10 of the Sovereign Health podcast. If you have comments or ideas for show topics, please hit me up at Red Diva Sovereign Health on Facebook. Or email me at percyrose at reddiva.com. That's P-E-R-C-Y-R-O-S-E at R-E-D-D-E-V-A dot com. And friends, the best thing you can do to help make sure this podcast keeps casting is to share it with your friends, with anyone you think might enjoy it or be interested in the content. Here's to your health, my friends. Now go out and have a beautiful day.